Before Harry Hill's Fruit Corner, a short announcement on behalf of the brazier industry. <laughs> a fault has been discovered in the support system of the Wonder Bra. <laughs> Weakening of the main ply strut means that after approximately 18 months wear, the brazier will disengage, <laughs> resulting in sudden loss of cleavage. <laughs> Thus, the manufacturers have asked that all Wonder Bras be removed until further notice. <laughs> ah, that's so much better. <laughs> and now, please welcome the self-styled supervarmint himself, Harry Hill! The old town looks the same as I get down from the train. And there to meet me is my mama and my papa don't preach. I may lose it safe. Welcome to my world. Oh. Missed! Damn, the first wonder bra of the season. <laughs> now, isn't it annoying though when you're coming through customs? Hmm? You're coming through customs and the old customs officer hmm, is going through all your dirty pants. Hmm? All your dirty pants. Hmm? dirty pants, all your dirty socks, and after about, oh, I don't know, ten minutes, he goes, all right, pound for the lot. <laughs> oh, isn't that the most? <laughs> Here, I bought a lovely record this week. Mariella Fostrop sings Dion Warwick. Lovely record, that. Mariella Fostrop there. Well, this week, I caught my nan cheating at Scrabble. Yes, cheating at Scrabble. Yes, we were playing Scrabble. And I noticed that she's putting down words of longer than seven letters. Yes. I know you are. I love this crowd. They get so involved. You're only allowed seven letters in Scrabble. I realise that underneath the main tabletop on which we were playing, she's built herself a little sub-tabletop. <laughs> and on this tabletop, she's rolling out clay. <laughs> yeah, she's cutting out her own little tiny tiles. <laughs> and on these tiles, she's printing her own fancy high-scoring letters. <laughs> like a J worth eight. <laughs> like an H worth four. <laughs> she's manufacturing hyphens. <laughs> Brackets. Hmm? She's doing different fonts. Hmm? She's doing Zap Chancery, the fancy font. Hmm? She's doing Dingbats, the fanciest font of all. Hmm? Next to that, she's got a little tiny kiln. Hmm? A little tiny kiln. Hmm? And in there, she's firing up these little tiles. Hmm? She's putting them down. They're still hot. Ah. Oh, it's still hot. It's still hot. Hmm? Hmm? But the word that caught her out, the word that led me to her, Mississippi Riverboat Disco. <laughs> like all great criminal minds, she got greedy. <laughs> and now Clive Anderson talks backwards. Yeah, if it's not, if it's not in that era, I'm, 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 I
just noise. Hang on, that, that backwards tape of Clive Anderson. Hmm? Sounded like he was saying something. I wish my hair would grow back. <laughs> and of course, the difference between man and the animals is that man commits murder, doesn't he? The animals, they don't commit murder. And that is why you'll never see an animal version of Cluedo. No. <laughs> You'll never see it. And this week, our West Country Calypso roofing contractors are here. We climb the ladder and repair the roof. Try to patch the hole, but just make it worse. <laughs> There'll be the mouse in the skirting board with the lead piping. It'll never happen. <laughs> You'll never see it. Hey, but don't you just love singing along to records? Pleasure of singing along to records. Hmm? Oh, and what a show we've got for you tonight. With Brother Alan, 82-year-old death evader herself, inspiration to Damien Hurst, Nana Hill, and of course, the tiny three-year-old Mini Kiev, little Alan Hill. Ah, falling asleep in a monkey nut again. <laughs> Saving up his pocket money in the hope that he might one day move to the larger accommodation offered by the Brazil. <laughs> Half boy, half robin. Try as he might, only able to communicate by tapping. In other words, that's one tap for yes. Tip, tip, tip. Two taps for no. Tip, tip, tip. And a little Belinda Carlisle to imply a love of onions. Don't you just love singing along to records, though? Here, here, mm. Harry, I've just had an idea. What do you want, a medal? <laughs> listen, listen, we could get little Alan to tap out the lottery numbers. You mean get him to tap out the lottery numbers? Yes, get him to tap out the lottery numbers. Lottery tap out? Tappery lot out. Top up did it loud. Top up did it loud. <laughs> Went tar on the flat roof. Look through the skylight at your wife in the shower. <laughs> right, tapping out the lottery numbers. By the left, quick tap. That's a one. That's a 15. A four. A 33. A 27. And a 42. I'm on me bungee, Harry, again, so can't talk for long. All right, James, relax. What brings you to my lair? I'm on day release from my office at Ford Oban Prison. You know, all yesterday I was on the roof. Rooftop protest? Sunbathing, Harry. As you know, Ford Open is a south-facing prison. It's an absolute sun trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. They're onto us. Throw the diamonds overboard. <laughs> I had my top off and everything. Now, about your accounts, Harry, I thought I'd write to the Rev in land and ask whether they're prepared to do a deal for cash. Harry, you buy a round of drinks when you do one of your concerts. Oh, but yes. Not a rounds of drinks, H, no. Fourteen black rats, twelve dancing bears, four toggle, four police, five gold rings, a quarter of pear drops, three French knickers, four pot engine, and a partridge in all. Oh, oh, it's up, I'm going in! Oh. 
to go over now to the nunnery, where two nuns are discussing what habits to wear to Evensong. Sister Mary Magdalene, I think that tonight for Evensong you should wear the shorter brown Hessian habit. With my ass. You're joking, aren't you? Uh, what about this habit of this nature? Oh, it's a lovely off-the-shoulder habit, and it's pinched in at the waist. With these hooters? You, you gotta be kidding! <laughs> so it goes on. Very fine line between a manly nun and a transvestite monk. <laughs> but just spare a thought for a minute, ladies and gentlemen, for the pie. Yes, just take a second or two to, to think of the poor pie filling. Sat there under a blanket of pastry, in the darkness, waiting, hoping one day to be released back into the wild where it belongs. <laughs> No mummy to kiss it goodnight. No daddy to take it out for walks. A lonely pie filling. Then a flash of cold steel as the fork goes in. And the whole lot guzzled down for dinner. Oh, the pie filling On a mountain high To the place where horses run Martin, that was, was beautiful. <laughs> Here. Have some pie. Oh, thank you, Harry. Lovely pie. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's not a pie, it's a man's head. <laughs> Martin, wake up. Martin, wake up. You're having another one of your pie nightmares. Oh, why do I have pie nightmares, Harry? Well, maybe you shouldn't wear the puff pastry hat. Hmm? <laughs> it just encourages pie ideas to enter the brain. It acts as a conduit. <laughs> Do you find that your shoes pinch? Do your feet feel like agony after just a short walk? Mine do. I must do something about it. <laughs> you see, if you drop a Bible from a height, you can kill a field mouse. So maybe the Bible isn't all good. Hmm? <laughs> if Mummy loved me, why is she so still? Oh, the little orphan boy. I miss my mummy, Mr. Harry. Oh, poor little orphan boy. Oh, how I wish I could see my mummy again. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? I want my mummy back. Oh, little orphan. Have you anything to remind you of your mummy? Mr. Harry, sir, all I have is this locket that she left me as the angels took her away to heaven. Ah, oh, the, the tiny silver locket. It must be so sat in a shop. I'm not interested. If you can't see the bargain, you need your eyes tested, mate. Three pound a lot. You disgust me. You time waster. You slag. You toilet. You're out of order, hell. Bad boy, bad boy, in your bed. Well, I don't know whether you've seen these charity scratch cards jumping on the back of the National Lottery bandwagon. Camelot, Camelot. I saw one the other day, a, a National Exmoor Society scratch card. It's a... <laughs> you, don't, you don't win anything, but you get the idea of what it's like to suffer. <laughs> well, if you're a bit on the inarticulate side, or perhaps you're shy, or perhaps you're just plain stupid, we've worked out a little way of appearing witty and thereby holding your head high in social situations. What you do, if someone says something, you repeat it back as a sort of jokey threat. So, Alan, you say something to me. Would you like a piece of cake? To which I reply, I'll would you like a piece of cake you in a minute. To which... 
to which he then replies, chance would be a fine thing, to which I then reply, promises, promises. It's very simple. Anyone listening in will mistake it for lively repartee. Here we go, then. Would you like a piece of cake, Harry? Oh, would you like a piece of cake, Harry? You in a minute. Chance would be a fine thing. Promises, promises. And relax. <laughs> um, Harry? The actor Martin Hyder. What can I do for you? Well, a couple of things. Uh, first, I noticed that um, Bert Quark's doing the announcement at the top. Face the facts, Hyder. I'm the big star around here. It's Bert Quark! <laughs> If I want to do the announcement at the top, I do it. I don't take no bull from anybody. All right, Bert, thank you. Just and you can shut up and all. I'll put your restraints back on, Bert. I'll put your restraints back on, Bert, you in a minute. Chance would be a fine thing. Promises, promises. And relax. <laughs> the other thing is that I don't get a cheer when you announce me. Yes, you do. Listen, it's Martin Hyder. <laughs> Ah, I see what you mean, yes. I thought if I could have my own play on tune. Yeah, do you want to buy a locket? All gold! Clear off the pair of you. <laughs> but what could be funnier than two clowns, hmm? <laughs> yes, we've bought the new series of Clown 4290, the story of everyday clowning folk. The story of two Czechoslovakian clowns, Jojo and Coco. And this week sees Coco trying something new in his act. <laughs> Coco, how did it go out there? Many laughs? You heard it, there was no laughs out there, Jojo. You heard it, there was no laughs out there, Jojo, Coco? That's what I said, didn't I? Well, I gonna try something new. I try the political humor. John Major, why he so gray? Tony Blair, why he smile all the time? Foggy, she's so fat type humor. Mm, but Coco, you know that political humor, John Major, so great, Tony Blair, smiling face, fat, Fergie humor, not allowed. I hope Clown Union don't find out about it. Oh, oh, oh. Hello, it is I, Ben Kingsley, Clown Union, investigating <laughs> alternative slant to clown humor. Oh, Coco! So exciting. Fancy Mr. Coco going in like that and doing political humor. He knows the clown union don't like it. Jojo even warned him. He said to him, don't go into the ring. Why does Coco always seem to play up to these silly... Harry! Snap out of it! (laughs) It's just a soap opera. Jojo and Coco, they're characters. I know, Alan, but it's just so exciting. Hang on, look, here he comes. Who? Mr. Jojo. Ah, well, another show done. Pom, 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 pom. Hello, Mr. Jojo. I am... Oh, hello there. I I hope you don't mind. I was wondering if I could bother you for an autograph. Oh, well, of course. Who's it to? Just put to Harry. I'm a big fan of your work, Mr. Jojo. I don't understand Coco, you know. He's so naughty. Well, it's just the character he plays. It is not a real one. I know, but it's so convincing. What the hell are you doing? You! You play the part of Jojo! You've just got an autograph off yourself! <laughs> I do like the closing Burton's. No! Don't try and change the subject! They've got a lovely belt rack. Don't try and get me onto that! They do a lovely selection of brogues. No, I do like the brogues in Burton. They're very good. Oh, holes in the uppers. Oh, shiny leather uppers with holes. Good, sturdy soles for walking. Lovely singing voice. 
Well, many of you remember, I'm sure, that, that Burke Quat. Hear that, Martin? They love me. In your dreams. Bert wrote to us explaining his love for chickens. <laughs> and that his love of feathered friends was shunned elsewhere, and it has only been in the fruit corner, where pork chop lives side by side with lamb chop, where pie filling runs free regardless of crust, where barn and tawny owl live in peace regardless of size of face. <laughs> and where a man and his chicken be allowed to pollinate. Ladies and gentlemen, the thinking man's David Yip, Burke Quark. You hear that, Martin? That's a proper play on. You want some, Quark? Because I've got a portion for you if you do. Ah! You're all talk, Ida. Outside, now. And it's Quark to Hyder, Hyder to Quark, Hyder to Quark, Quark to Hyder. Oh, and he's knocked the puff pastry off the top of Hyder's head, allowing gravy to dribble down into the eyes. This could be nasty for Hyder. The referee's going over. His trainer is mopping the gravy from his eyes, but the refs called it off. Quark's done it. Look, stop it, the pair of you. Bert, any sign of that chicken? Cluck all. <laughs> and what have you done to attract it thus far? Now this week, Harry, I've drunk a bottle of Jack Daniels and I've hired two scantily clad showgirls to rub oil into my back while sitting in my pad on scatter cushions watching the big match. And why have you done that? I'm a big star! I do what the hell I like! Hey, little hen, when, when, when will you lay me an egg for my tea? Little hen, when, when, when will you try to supply one for me? Book what there? That's how it's done, Hyder. Well, <laughs> you'll find her number in the yellow pages. Turns out we're just three blokes with a ladder. <laughs> Here, Alan, now that Mum and Dad are out, let's make pancakes. Yeah, pancakes! No, no, better idea. Let's make popcorn. Popcorn, yes! Yes, popcorn! Better idea, let's make crisps. Yeah, crisps! No, better idea, let's make chips. Yeah, let's make chips. No, better idea, let's make sausage and mash. Yeah, sausage and mash. No, no, better idea, let's make three-course meal, prawn cocktail to start with side salad, <laughs> red sack of lamb with new potatoes, whipped parsnips, medley of wild mushrooms, choice of sweets from the sweet trolley, liqueur, sir, liqueur, sir, liqueur, sir. And that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is how Quaglinos was born. <laughs> On I in the show this week, then. It's Finn's Report! How are you doing, Finsbury? Did you enjoy the break? I know, Harry. The doctor says there's nothing for it but an operation. I can't understand it, because I always wipe round the seat or put paper down. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Eh? What? Eh? What? Eh? What? Eh? What? Eh? What? Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I thought Yahtzee! that... Yahtzee! Are you playing Yahtzee down there? <laughs> no. Yahtzee! We haven't got time to play games, Harry. We're a busy lab. Snap! Shut up! Listen, Finsbury, you're, you're a scientist. Digby the giant dog. Tell me it can never happen. It can never happen, could it? Because <laughs> Jim Dale's over in the States now. He can't help us. Well, Howie, uh, if the size gene of the dog got switched on to large, uh, that's causing the dog to get enormous... 
then yes, yes, it could happen. Listen, could you apply the same Digby-style enlargement, I wonder, to, to little Alan here and get him back up to normal size? You mean...? Yes, more tests. Oh, he's had more mm. tests than Diane Modal. <laughs> it's going to cost you, this is a three-chop, two scoops of mash job. Will you the pork? Or will you the lamb? <laughs> I like lamb so much, I think I'll have pork. Makes a change. Send him down. And now, for any Welsh listeners, those long-range cheese forecasts. Rockford westerly, with Emmental south, occasional brie and mature cheddar, with scattered primula, big pongy camembert, Stilton yum-yum on crackers. Welsh housewives sleep soundly tonight. It would be the cat in the shed with the candlestick. It'll never happen. <laughs> I'd recognise that sound anywhere. She's back, she's bold. <laughs> she incubates mould. She's Nana Hill. Macarena, 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 Macarena. All right, Nana. Hey, Macarena. Ooh, nasty. A wonder bra in the face. Calm down, Nan. Oh, she does have a powerful kiss, Alan. Affirmative, Captain. Nana Hill has the kiss of a spider woman and is thus able to do everything a spider can. Spin a web, eat flies and live behind the bog. Always difficult getting at those spiders. <laughs> Good week, Nan. No, not really, Harry. Last night, my teeth fell out into me dinner and before I could get hold of them, they'd eaten the lot. <laughs> Any plans for the Millennium celebrations, Nan? Oh, I'd probably have a few of my friends round for drinks, like the last one. And so... <laughs> old enough to be her own father, Nana Hill... <laughs> what have been your magic moments? I've played life's game of tennis. I've batted God's great cricket ball. The one game I'll always remember was Yahtzee with Lindsay to pull. <laughs> Let's play for money, said Lindsay. I agreed. I could see she was loaded. But I was only a pound up when she got so wound up, her big beauty spot exploded. <laughs> there was beauty everywhere, Harry. I got 40 pieces for myself and I sold on two to Barabbas Cartland for a pound. <laughs> Just to cover me overhead. Nana Hill there, and off she goes. She can sniff my ass. It's Phil the Dog. Hey, Harry, man. Rock on, Betty O. Oh, Word up, man. Harry, you and some guy. You hear what I'm saying? Down, boy, down, boy. Down where, man? Down where? What's all that down boy shit? Hey, Harry, man. You know, you know when you take me out in that extendable lead? Yes. <laughs> I was running and running to that lead. He just keeps stretching and stretching. Yes, Phil? Why'd you do that? <laughs> like a tape measure, man. You don't use no lead. No, you let me off the lead. I go and I sniff some ass. You hear what I mean? <laughs> Phil the dog there. Yeah, 
I was a bit upset this morning to find out that birds had been at my milk bottle tops again. Uh, so I phoned the police and they've arranged a garden bird identity parade. All right, Mr Hill, we have several garden birds lined up here. Just walk along the line, take your time, see if you recognise any of them. All right, bird one. <coughs> no, <laughs> that's not him. Bird number two. No, it was a much smaller bird than a chaffinch. Number three. Oh, not so difficult, isn't it? The tail feathers were, were somewhat less oblique. I'm... What about bird four? That's the bird! That's it! That's the one! The puffin? Couldn't possibly be, sir. <laughs> that bird was with me all last night and only got up this morning at half nine to bring me my customary cup of tea in bed. That's your puffin, is it? Yes. I've been an asthmatic for years. What a fantastic joke. <laughs> That your puffin. Hooray! Hip hip! Hooray! Oh. And what a crowd has turned out here today for that joke. As the puffin joke is lifted high on the shoulders of the world, all the great comedians bow in deference to, um, and that. Um. <laughs> anyway, would it not be possible for your bird here? Yeah, you're not supposed to call us that. It's, it's degrading to women. Quiet, Gerald. For your, for your puffin here to get up at half nine, fly the seven miles to my doorstep, break the seal on the bottle top with his little beak, take a couple of slurps of my milk, still be back in time to bring you your cup of tea. Well, the only way to find out would be to stage a reconstruction. Right then. Gerald the puffin, if you'd like to get in the bed there. And the part of the policeman will be played by an actor. Martin? I'm not getting into bed with a puffin. That's not on my contract. Have another look at that contract, Martin. <laughs> Where uh, oh, we'll receive payment of one onion voucher per show, uh, yeah. must no. supply own badger. Oh, <laughs> oh, right, must be prepared to sleep with or cohort with Puffin or other named seabird. Yeah, but... Fair enough. I, the Puffin, do not wish to get into bed with a man dressed as a pie. Get... <laughs> the bed. Right. Get in that bed. Bad boy, bad boy. In your bed, so it goes on. Right. If I had a pound for every time I said that. I do. Right. Uh... That's one hell of a pension scheme. Right. Right. To your marks. Go. Hang on. What about get set? It's just badger badger with you, isn't it, Martin? <laughs> We're timing it. Off you go. Three, two, one, go. This is a police reconstruction. Get up. Get downstairs. Now, where's that kettle? There it is. Okay, set it off. Right, that's going. Right, let's get out. Right. Okay, right. Taxi! Taxi! Yeah, okay. Yeah, Harry Hill's house, please. And quickly. Go. Right, this is it here. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, just wait a second. I'll give you a second. I'm off. Right, right where's that milk? Mm. Mm. Lovely milk. Right, let's go. Back to my place. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Get changed. See ya. Bye. Right. Hope it's boiled in time. Yes, it's boiled. 
He'll never suspect a thing. <laughs> oh, Jerry. There you are. Lovely cup of tea, darling. Mm. <laughs> yum, yum. Lovely tea. One and a half minutes. He could do it, you see, officer. You didn't bargain on this new instant tea. You just had water. But, Jerry, why would you do this to me? I made sure you had a fresh fish every night. Well, Brian, I guess I'm just a bad one. <laughs> Take him down! <laughs> well, it's just time now to get the results back from Finsbury Park. Hello, Howie. Good news, I've done it. I've increased little Alan's size Digby style. Let's have a look, then. Get the tape measure. Right. He was three foot two, and well, well, he definitely looks bigger. Oh, there's no question about it. He's now three foot five. You've, <laughs> you've just given him a couple of slightly built up shoes, haven't you? I'll slightly built up shoe you in a moment. Chance would be a fine thing. Promises, promises. And that's all from us here at the Fruit Corner. That was Harry Hill's Built Up Boot Corner, written by and starring Harry Hill, with Bert Kwok, Ed Madore, Al Murray, Martin Hyder, Matt Bradstock, Peter Serafinowicz, music by Cliff Ranger and the Cliff Ranger Singers, with help from Monty. The producer is Phil Bowker.